1: And a big welcome to Frill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon, traditional happy hour between 5 and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that means it is time to analyse what has occurred in Greyhound Racing in Victoria in particular over the past week, where it has been a busy, busy week with the Speedstar, of course, on Wednesday night. Some interesting results there. My name's Damien Watson, and joining me once again, as he does every Friday afternoon, is Greyhound Racing breeder, owner, and media personality, Mitch Abaya, who's been Absolutely working up a storm in terms of hours this week. How are you, Mitchie? I'm well, Damo. And yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I'll ask you about your highlight of the week very, very shortly with the Speed Star. But firstly, race two coming up at Warrigal in the next minute or so. We may as well get the tips out there for the listeners. The favourite here is What's Poppin'. What do you like?
2: Yeah, and I think What's Poppin' is going to get the job done here. I think uh, not much in the race. These guys usually have some pretty smart pups and Nolans and a vacant box five will suit this one down to the ground out of a really good uh, bitch called Ten. So what's popping to win here? And I think if you play the seven or the eight in a uh, same-race multi, maybe even the seven and a little bit of value, I think you might uh, have a good collect.
1: All right. I'm going to go with Oscar Rose just to take you on from box eight. I think it's a reasonable chance, well-drawn, on debut, of course. And uh, it is. I think the dam line has produced some pretty good types over the journey. So I might go yeah, with has. Oscar Rose. We had him on-
2: we had him on uh, sale Sundays last week, Mr. Chignall, and um, he didn't he didn't tell us about any of these uh, maidens he's got coming through, so it uh, would have been nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, who knows? It might end up going badly, and then you're like, well, I can understand why he didn't say anything.
2: No, so. I, I would have just seen uh, – usually, as I said, my, my theory with maidens is follow the money trail. And in this race, there's barely been any sort of uh, money around for any of them. The only really substantial one is Elkwick Sky, 11s into $5 off box six. And it's already had one start at the track where it was a, a 460 favourite at lead and uh, run second. But unless they expect it to improve out of sight, I can't see it winning this race.
1: All right, fair enough, too. Okay, let's, before we head to Warrigal Race 2, which is coming up in the next few seconds, just quickly give me your highlight of Wednesday night in particular.
2: Well, the highlight of Wednesday night probably would have been uh, five-star. He was tremendous. That was probably going to be the, match, and the match race of the night. And to be honest, that was an absolute ding-donging battle for, I'd say, 650 or 600 of the 715-metre race. And, um, yeah, got the better of Hank the Hustler, turned the tides. And we get to speak to Paula Ballas shortly about uh, the greyhound he trained and prepared for the speed, uh, Liz Reane. All right, let's head to Warrigal race two.
3: What's poppin' leads from Sweet Sorrow, who tried to get up on its insides. About a length and a half behind now. Third, Ellswick Sky up towards the turn, and then came Oscar Rose. Uh, well back in the race, Miss Mercado has just gone ahead of it now, and Mountview Burner out the back, but they swing, and what's poppin'? Favourite has opened up. Sweet Sorrow's covering plenty of ground. Beaten about three lengths, but will hold second. Six or seven away, third, Miss Mercado, just in front of Oscar Rose. Then Ellswick Sky, Mountview Burner in 22.66.
1: Well a Mitchie, that deserves... A- uh-huh. I think it deserves a little bit of music. Uh, I've just got to get the cock uh, keys up, but a fantastic victory that's for what's popping. Yeah, that's an Yeah,
2: that's an absolute fill up. Said the seven and the eight for the top uh, four for the same race multi. And um, yeah, teaser seven was eight, eight, or 21 to one. So that would have put a bit of value in the same race if you had it there. But what's popping, ping to the front, won well in good time as well. And sweet sorrow was a really nice run.
1: Yeah, sensational. Yet the music there. Oh, is that 250 top tote? What's popping? Sweet Sorrow in second, as you mentioned, and Miss Mikado finished in third. No third dividend but the numbers four, three, and seven. Uh, incidentally, I may as well touch on last night as well with the racing and the lids fly as well. There was only one point in it at the end, as I understand it. And uh, Miles had <laughs> a bit of a conniption after the program finished because Murray Bridge cost him again. I can understand.
2: It- it did, yeah. We uh, we had a great night of tipping last night. Uh, I got off to a red hot start. I was miles clear of the two of them, and then all of a sudden Fitz hit one at uh, Dapto at down twenty nine dollars. That's your day, On it, so yeah, hit one at Adapto. He got a nice lucky run there. We were a few jammed up, and I went from being miles out in front, a good forty points, and after I'd been tipped ten of fourteen, and uh, then all of a sudden, yeah, he hit that and went straight to the lead and. Took a bit of uh, jostling from there on in, but yeah, the last couple well, probably last five races—it he had a nice lead. He had a good thirteen-point lead, but found a couple at value and then got him in the last race of the night. It was heartbreak for Fitzner. he Went down by ninety-five cents.
1: Ninety-five cents—is that—is that the yep. closest shave in terms of a margin? Maybe there has been one in the past where it's been closer. I'm just trying to think. We've had
2: some close ones. Oh, yeah, I don't know. But all of us—all of us—returned a profit. From our 70, oh, 70 units invested, I think, or uh, pretty close to it anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, a couple over the 100. And, yeah, the, the family, SCN track family, would have had a fill-up last night.
1: Yeah, absolutely right. Now, as you touched on, we're going to have Paula Bella on the program in the next five or so minutes. But let's talk about the Speed star, And in particular, we may as well go in depth in regards to five-star. It was a sensational performance and absolutely was blitzing the track at Sandown. It was interesting the way the track played as well. Uh, It was certainly quite fast. There wasn't really any preferential area to go through. I think it just ultimately played fast and the dogs capitalised.
2: Yeah, obviously, uh, James Vandermatt and Johnny Donahoe covered uh, a bit of the Speedstar stuff yesterday so we won't uh harp on about it too much yeah. but yeah speed star night on wednesday was a cracker you and i covered that one um in studio and yeah, the track the track played really well it was in good nick uh they were running time i think the place to be was probably close to the rail or maybe a length off it but yeah in a two dog race it doesn't really matter where where in the track you are you want to be somewhere here closer to the rail and up preferably out in front. But we saw some of those leaders get picked off on Wednesday night. The um, the stronger dogs come over the top and got him, And there was probably a couple of surprises. Five Star was fantastic. That was not the surprise. They obviously expected him to go really well. He was fantastic. 41-49 is absolutely scorching. And places to go now for this dog. He's got a, a massive future. And um, I know Connections and Trainer are very excited about what's ahead. But the one for me, Sir Truculent, how good has he been? This bloke, oh, he's, he's been around everywhere. The Star of Adelaide. He come over here, got a runner's reserve, and he's run second, and he's only gone by, down by one and three quarter lengths to Five Star. And this dog, geez, I'd, I'd love—I'm going to actually just do a bit of research here and how old he is and how many starts because uh, he seems like he's been around for an eternity. But um, yeah, he's coming up to four year old in December, so he's always three and a half, um, and he's had eighty-eight starts for thirty-eight wins, eighteen seconds, and eleven thirds. So um, probably one of the older dogs of the field, still kicking on strong.
1: All right, and Rock said, uh, "Good afternoon, Damo And Richie got fits with a kick after the smoke detector. Thank you, Rock, for sending that yeah. through. He's <laughs> listening along. He's listening along. Uh, before we have Paula Bella on the line, we'll get him up very, very shortly. Let's take a listen to some of the highlights of Speed Star Night on Wednesday with the match races.
0: So they're loading now. The green light. Let the Speed Star Series begin. The Liz Lizreen up first. Set. Away away very quickly, here's Tears from the outside, it's going to cross over and lead by three, four links early over the West Australian We The People, who immediately gets into her work and cuts that margin back to two, so here's Tears, the Sandown staying track record holder, down with a lap to go in 1573, left the rail We The People's trying to drive on through and there's not a great deal between them down the back straight, here's Tears, just found a little more, the veteran put three links now on We The People, as they come off the back, the section third and 53 we're probably looking at about a 41.7 here here's tears accelerated now put three lengths on we the people here's tears he opened up he cruised away and he ran some time 41.69 here's tears by six lengths over we the people what a nice way to start the Liz Ream. and the green light ready now for match race number two the best backed from the inside line of quality away and racing and Sir Truculent won the start from the outside so the South Australians go to cross and lead easily by two lengths settling down over Line of Quality, who tries to pull to the outside but has a massive task ahead. Down to the post, one lap to go. Sir Truculent, 15.79 out of the straight, led by a length and a half, Line of Quality. As I said a moment ago, it's going to have to be very good to run this pride of... South Australia down. So, Sir Truculent still in front, off the back. The time here, 30 and 40, so quicker than the previous. Led by a length and a half. Line of quality sticks on as they turn. It's the South Australian from the New South Wales Raider. It's Sir Truculent in front. Sir Truculent, 41-64, won it by a length and a quarter. Beating line of quality, and the truck to the top of the leaderboard. Green light, match race number three. Set, Racing. Hank the Hustler away quickly. Five star straight up on his outside. They're going to go stride for stride here. Five star serves it up to Hank the Hustler who holds the inside. So Hank the Hustler, early stages, beats off the challenger five star and led two lengths with... Just under a lap to go. So heading out of the straight to the railway side, Hank the Hustler, a length and a half, five star, who's trying to stick on and is doing so only a length and a quarter off the lead. They come off the back and it's race on here. The clock, 30 and 29, fastest of all. Speed star racing is five star, whooshed around the lead, went for home, put three on Hank the Hustler. This is red hot, five star, brilliant, 41.50, Five-star by four lengths from Hank the Hustler. And that, my friends, is the new benchmark. Ready now match race four for the Liz Reen. Away in racing, and Tyler Durden, as expected, won the break. He'll go through and lead Battle of the Britain by a length over Webleck Hayes. Just starting to stretch that margin out beyond three lengths. So first section, 6.04. The young budding staying star, Tyler Durden, down to the post. He goes a quick 15.56, led by four lengths to Webleck Hayes. So out of the straight to the railway side, 41.49 the time to beat. Paula Bella with five star in the clubhouse looking happy. Tyler Durden off the back. He's about to leap the back in 30 and 40. Well, he's going to have to run home stronger than five star to win it. Webleck Hayes starting to close on him. Webleck Hayes goes to Tyler Durden, turning for home. It's a minor blowout. Webleck Hayes won it by a length from Tyler Durden. Another staying run. He just couldn't quite get there today. 42 flat. It's not going to impact the overall winner. Five-star, ladies and gentlemen, the 2021 Ring champion.
1: Absolutely, five-star. One of the highlights of Wednesday night prevailing there, and it was a fantastic match race against Hank the Hustler, and the trader of five-star, Paula Bella has been good enough to join us on the line. How are you, Paul? Yeah, good mate. Thanks very much for giving up your time. How did it feel on Wednesday night? It Was a great occasion, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it was. I um, I actually got a bit emotional after the race. I'll be honest. Um, yeah, I just love the the little dog, mate, and he he puts in every time, and he's he's just getting better and better. So, yeah, I was wrapped.
2: Good day, Paul uh, Mitchell Bay here. Thanks for jumping on uh, and having a chat with us after your great win on Wednesday night. And firstly, congratulations! What a win it was, and uh, yeah, following up on what you just said, yeah, got a little emotional, but that's what it's all about uh, when you win races like this and you have a connection with the dog. Just tell us, it's it's been a uh, he's had a twenty four start career so far and he's shown some good potential. But I reckon now you're really starting to see the uh, peak of where he can go. Yeah,
4: he's um, he's always shown a bit early early on, and I remember his first start at, at the Meadows, and he I think he went thirty oh four his first five hundred for me in a trial, and, but he's run home. Everywhere I trial the dog, his run home has been enormous. So, just try to keep holding him back because, he, like even now, he's still. He's I think he's only twenty six months old. I think. Yep. The next dog in the in the series in the Sandown Cup was Tyler Dirt, and I, and I think it's got six months on
2: me.
4: So, yeah, it's actually scary where this dog could be in another six months.
2: Yeah. Now you mentioned his first start. I remember that first start. is, he just got done. Uh, by Aston Lavinia, and he was uh, pretty heavily supported that day. We knew he was a pretty smart pup uh, based on that, and I always say follow the old betting moves. But talk about betting moves—they uh, they got into him early for the Speed Star, and uh, the money was spot on. And I heard one of the owners uh, on the catching pen the other day, and he was quietly confident. And I can imagine uh, they were absolutely jumping up and down once he went past Hank the Hustler on Wednesday night. Yeah, they were. Right. Yeah, we
4: we were actually pretty confident to be honest. We. We know we got beaten the week week before by Hank the Hustler, but we just crossed when he tried to cross him at the first corner. He just got a slight brush, and the dog still and He exaggerated the the check a bit, and he just got away from us a bit too much, and we ran him down. But we were pretty confident this week, and I rang the owner straight after the race, and yeah, it was a pretty happy phone call to be honest.
2: Yeah. Now, just tell us how how. Well- Important. I know personally, uh, I'm an owner and when you have good trainers and uh, having good owners and owners that put their faith in you with dogs like this and um, have that sort of connection when they're on the track and and the off the track sort of stuff as well. But how important are uh, those type of owners to the sport and to trainers like yourself?
4: Oh, it's everything. Without owners, us trainers don't have dogs. and, And I'm a big believer in treat your owners like it's a privilege that an owner... Gives us their dog because they're the ones that paid for the service fee, paid for the wealthy, reared the pup, got it broken in. They're the one who's paid all the all the money. I've just they get, hand a the dog over to me when I'm 15 months old, and like, it's a privilege that it's cost me nothing to to there, and then try and do the best I can. Do you know I mean so? And these boys, they don't cut corners. They breed with the best. They use the best size. So without owners, Mitch and like what you and that and. Us trainers, we wouldn't be waking up every morning
2: doing the dogs. So, owners are a huge, a a huge part of the game. Yeah, we know. Obviously, uh, the the amount of time it takes to get a pup to the track, and um, they they don't start. Some of them don't show their best to start with. But uh, obviously, a lot of trainers stick by them uh the dogs give them their fair amount of time to mature on the track and uh did you ever think he would run 700 based off his uh first handful of starts i'm just looking through some of his stats here now paul um a tremendous training performance by you he's had 24 starts in his career for seven wins five seconds and two thirds um for the first 16 starts of his career he was never tested above 500 oh sorry first 12 starts of his career he wasn't tested above uh 525 and then he obviously stepped him up, but just gradually built him up. Was that the plan, just to gradually build him bit by bit instead of just throwing him in the deep end? Yeah, you, you never know if they're going to run 700 until you try because it's just even
4: from 6 to 7, it's only 100 metres, but for dogs it's huge. So I'm just a big believer in building them up slowly. So when you get to 700, they've had the big grounding un- underneath and um, that's why I do a lot of 660s with them first and – once I get to 700, people say second up over 700, they're flat. But the way I do it now, and, mate, once they hit 700, and that, they just keep improving. And as you can see with five-star, his first 700 didn't affect him. He's got better ever since.
2: Yeah, and as, as I looked at these form line here, four starts back warnable. He ran second behind Zipping Rambo. And I spoke to Lisa Dalbridge uh, about this as well, that she reckons that that run – there really helped him as much as he, he folded up a little bit and it looked like it was really good for your bloke as well. It toughened him up, uh, really um, got the kilometres in the legs, you know, you know, opened him right up and then when he went to town, his first start he was good, second start he was very good and he's only seems to get better on from here and I heard you after the race in the interview the other day saying, you know, um, there's plenty of places to go but obviously you'll have to go with him because of the connection with the dog. Where are the plans to go with this bloke? Obviously, as you said, 26 months is a very young pup and the future is very bright, but placing dogs uh, this calibre, it, um, yeah, it's it's pretty picky. Yeah, well, from now we'll head towards the Pink Diamond um, at the race,
4: the final at Bendigo, and then um, hopefully we can make it through there and everything goes well. Then hopefully the borders are open and I can take him to Brisbane. So they've got a four-dog a four invitation first hopefully we get invited to to that hopefully they they saw his run and then they got the uh, i think it's called the queensland cup a hundred thousand dollar race there but like i said that the dog is a funny dog um and I, I just i usually send me dogs to people that i've got no dramas with it but this dog i just couldn't do it because i reckon he just wouldn't like it and i don't think he would fly for anybody else
2: Yeah, that connection between owner and, uh, sorry, trainer and dog, um, and and obviously planning that calendar of where you're going to take them and obviously going with them, um, it's massive. You see some people and they send out to caretaker trainers and others um, aren't willing to do so. They obviously got. you know the dog 's close connection and they 've been with him the whole time and um yeah i I, uh, I reckon that invitation' up in Brisbane, hopefully the borders are open. that sounds like an absolute beauty and yeah the future's pretty bright for this bloke twenty six months old he 's only just starting to hit his straps and to compete with some of the best on the speed star night uh, just shows he 's right up to it and uh, with the speed star I know it's a uh, it 's a pretty special. Uh, race to be in, let alone uh, win. I'm, I'm a big fan of the whole series and what they put on. Was, was this a race that was targeted for like a while out, or was it just one of those things where, oh, okay, well, he looks like he's going to get the staying trip, so hopefully uh, we'll go that direction.
4: Yeah, it was targeted. We both, um, him and Ashton Ulysses. Ashton Ulysses was number two over six hundred, but he got hurt, and then we, ent- we, the whole plan was a Sandown Cup. Um, with five star and the idea was hopefully I I actually thought you had to win to qualify and um, win a race and your time mattered so the idea was hopefully win a Sandown Cup run time into a speed series but he got knocked out in the Sandown Cup and when he ran second they told me that he still qualifies so it all went to plan bar the Sandown Cup but yeah we got a bit of consolation there on Wednesday so
2: yeah no that's uh, yeah I think that's what trainers, what when they talk about uh, their dogs and their, their obviously training careers. And then I spoke to Jason a couple of weeks ago and he said he loves even just with Maiden, just planning on directions, uh, races to target with dogs. And yeah, you'll have a few to choose from with this bloke. And um, yeah, it looks like yeah, you've got a really handy one on your hands here. I know we're focused a bit on five star, but I'll just put you on the spot a little bit here. Uh, have you got any other pups coming through? Because I know you mentioned Aston Ulysses, which you did tell my dad that Five Star was a better dog than Aston Ulysses, and he still remembers <laughs> that. Don't you worry? But uh, have you got any other pups out there that we can follow going forward? Because the listeners love a couple to follow. Yeah, well, I got I got Nianga Boy in tomorrow, and he's he's a he's a funny dog, but it's, boy, he can run. And
4: I think he's six dollars tomorrow at the Meadows. The red should be very hard to beat, handsome Rhino. But if but if younger Boy, if if he puts his foot foot Best foot forward. He could run 29-8 at the Meadows easy. Um, I've got a first starter in at Shepparton on Monday um, out of Aston Dinnigan. He's a sister to Aston DB. Um, She goes nice. So she's been set for the Pink Diamond. Um, First run over 450. Shows a nice pace. She's strong. She gets a bit of luck. I think she'll go
2: pretty close on Monday. Beautiful. No, that's what we love to hear. I know we don't want to get uh, too personal and into all the uh, the tips and tricks. Obviously, you guys, you know, the trainers and owners like <laughs> to have a wage on I mean, if they think they've got ability as well. But, um, yeah, for the listeners out there, there's a couple that he's pointing in direction of. So uh, we get on. And, uh, yeah, no, it's been a pleasure having you on, mate. Uh, I always uh, love having a chat to you, whether it's at the track or on the phone or whatnot. But, yeah, to see you, the emotion that you showed the other night, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, keep being like that. Keep uh yeah, being nice and uh, personal with the dog. And, um, yeah, you've got a real good one in your hands here. And uh, the, the future is very, very bright, as I've said a couple of times now. But, yeah, you're going to have a lot of fun with him. And, yeah, thanks for coming on the show.
4: Yeah, thanks, boys. Hopefully, any time you can give me a bellow, I'm always up for a chat. And hopefully you are speaking to me when, when the boy can win a, group, a couple of group ones and be nice with him. So, fingers crossed.
1: Ah, oh, good on you, Paul. Really appreciate it, and enjoy the rest of your week, Paul Abella. There joining us after five star claimed victory on Speed Star Night at Sandown on Wednesday. We'll take a break on Thrill of, of the Chase. Back with more on the other side, Damien Watson and Mitch Bayer with you. Welcome back
4: to Thrill of the Chase.
1: Welcome back. You are listening to Frill of the Chase right around the country on SCN Track. Just before we head to the news, Mitchie, we may as well touch on Aston Rupee. It would be remiss of us not to mention Aston Rupee after a spellbinding performance in the Bill Collins Speed Star. It was a sensational win and really did light up the clock.
2: Yeah, this bloke's an absolute missile. He's probably one of your stud dogs of the future. He's a gun. He's, uh, he's won eight of his 14 starts. He just keeps rolling along and... Yeah, he's obviously planning a trip up to Sydney with this uh, budding star to go to the Vic Peters Classic in Wenny Park. And um, a dog that can run the times he's run. We know he trialled 28.92, 29.05 the other night, 25.33 at Warrigal. It's all just adding to that resume of uh, a star dog coming to. Goes pretty good as well, Aston uh, Fast Step. But, geez, this bloke, once he gets rolling, he is an absolute speed machine, and we love it.
1: Absolutely. And just off the SMS as well, Mitchy Dale from Camberwell says, thanks for the tip on Poppy, won some dollars whilst on the treadmill. Do you get a win uh, both physically and in the wallet by doing that?
2: Oh, how good's that? Yeah, nah, that's a beauty. Good to, good to hear. Yeah, absolutely sensational. Dale from Camberwell, I think
1: that's a new, is that a new texter or is he usually text in on the lids fly? No,
2: nah, no, nah, he's always he always texts in to the, uh, to the boys on, um, especially tags and uh, fits nuts. On yes. the Sunday show,
1: always. Oh, sensational. Good on you, Dal. And uh, hope you can continue on with the winners throughout the weekend as well. And uh, stick with the treadmill also. Always very, very enjoyable, particularly in lockdown, where you are in Camberwell, to go on the treadmill and get some sort of kilojoules pumping out and burning them off uh, when you can't really go outside for a lengthy period of time we'll take a break for the news and we'll join april shortly but on the other side we'll continue our discussion of greyhound racing in victoria and we'll get mitchy's tips best bets for the weekend we look forward to that
4: welcome back to thrill of the chase
1: Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying full of the Chase late on this Friday afternoon. Damian Watson in the chair joined by Mitch Bayer, of course Greyhound Racing personality, breeder, owner, probably pretty much fills every foot of the bill when it comes to this industry and he's going to be on sale Sundays by the way on Sunday at 5pm Australian Eastern Standard Time so tune into that with he and Jason Boddington. Alright, we've got a lot of catching up to do in regards to your tips for this weekend, Mitchie. And we've got a couple of meetings. I know everyone's been talking about the speed star, but there's a lot to look forward to. Firstly, tonight we've got the remainder of the Warrigal car where we've already completed a few races there. And of course, Geelong tonight. We'll start off with Warrigal. Anything to look forward to for the remainder of the program there?
2: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm pretty keen on one there. And then I'm, there's a couple of place chances, uh, well, and a couple of tips and value. Sorry. Yep. Um, the best bet of the night down there, race nine, number one, uh, Raffiano, was well-backed on debut at Sandown. This bloke, is uh, a bit, he's learning, he's a bit green, hopefully he's matured since his first start, but uh, he's got a massive engine, well-drawn, down near the fence, should be pretty hard to beat, $2.90, so uh, he's the best bet of the night down at Warrigal, and then we've got a couple, one of them's a place, race eight, number four, uh, this dog's, Been in some pretty good touch. Uh, It ran home super strong. I just think with the early speed out there uh, in boxes one, two, and three, that he'll uh, really hold a nice position early and motor home late, the Flying Viper. So there's a bit of speed, yeah, in Duntime and Hazy Roy. They'll go out early. So will Aston Glow, and I reckon he can just pick one or two of them off on the way home. And um, A Greyhound that's got a lot of promise but just needs a little bit of luck. And The other one was race seven, number six. I reckon – this dog is well over the odds. It went twenty-two forty-nine 49 to uh, last time out at Warrigal off Box 8. We know he had his box last time, but um, he's going to go close to having pretty similar this time with the Box 7 being a wide runner. So remember, Jimmy had a Box 7 will run wide, hopefully hold Andy time off, and Tribal should get a nice run to the first turn. Does rely on luck, as it says in the Watchdog uh, on the Watchdog app, but $5, nice each-way play there in, a, in an eight-dog field.
1: Just to your thoughts on Ruffiardo, obviously it has the good draw box one uh, later on at yep. Warrigal in race nine. Flying Silk, of course, for box eight. Does that suit Flying Silk the wider draw? And just in regards to Flying Silk, it was impressive when it was placed here two runs back at Warrigal. Smaller lineup will help. So, just do you think it'll be virtually a match race down the straight, given they're at two opposite ends of the spectrum?
2: No, uh, no, I don't like. I, I don't like flying silk here. Uh, it's had three runs all out of box seven, surprisingly, and it's obviously drawn box eight this time. Yeah. Greyhound inside, who's you know is a strong type, Nathan Ryder, but he uh, hasn't challenged the scorers uh, in 20 starts. So I think flying silk, I'd rather leave it alone. But this Ruffiano, good reports on it. Uh, big, big run on debut. If it can produce uh, what we expect, uh, we expected it to do on debut, it should be coming out and winning this and. I think it's 360 into 290. I reckon it'll jump around your $2 mark. So I reckon it is just prime for this. And hopefully, as long as it's, um, yeah, heads in, heads in the game, it wins.
1: All right. So, and just so your tip, race seven, number six, which, of course, was tribal. Yep. Uh, Taking a look at some of the other major challenges there, at least on the market at this point in time and I suppose William Rose is the favourite, but it's a pretty open race, this one, as you mentioned. There aren't too many dogs that are in double-figure odds, and if they are, it's pretty close to the $10 mark. So there's a few chances here. Do you expect it to be a tight finish amongst a number of dogs? I mean, Fargo's got the good draw from box one, although its form hasn't been all that great. Andy, time can run a good race. Even remember, Jimmy's out the 13 bucks, but it's been in the placings in three of its last five with a couple of wins in there. Yeah,
2: they're back, this dog, two twenty threes in the 13s, remember, Jimmy? Tribal's four forty out to five dollars, um, and then Anti Times out uh, a bit wider there in box eight four dollars eighty. But it's a really open race. Your favourite three forty, then you've got about three or four greyhounds around the four dollars and five dollar mark, and uh, your widest runner is that thirteen dollar pop. So it is a really keenly contested race. No real massive betting moves here, but I just think Tribal it just has to lob close enough. It's super strong this dog. I remember I was on a leader there one day at Warrigal, thought I was home, and this thing came out of the clouds and. Run over the top of them. So it's got a big motor. Surprising it's done so well over the 400 metres, but hopefully, remember, Jimmy can hold the eight off and it'll be like having MOX eight for trouble.
1: Our race four is coming up at Warrigal in the next few minutes. The favourite is yep. Crowds are Dazzled, and this is a pretty open race as well. I may as well get your thoughts here for the listeners who may be wanting to have a little bit of a flutter.
2: Yeah, talk about a uh, open race. Oh. Go through a few of the betting moves here. Uh, crowds are Dazzled hasn't really been touched. Uh, Hurricane misses 23 is out to 41 and then uh Ellswick Rocky elevens out the seventeens Ellswick shadow a little bit of support tens in the sevens the main mover that is being number seven party dole four twenty in a three fifty for Darren Archer and a bit of money for dole's jacket off the pink five dollars in the four forty but um yeah, this race here it's a uh it's a pretty hard one to to point directly at something uh and say it's going to win because the form lines are all around Warrigal. Um, those Ellswick dogs have a little bit of early toe. 8.30s and 40s is going well. But um, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna stick with uh, Ellswick's shadow here. I just think this dog has got enough early speed, 8.38. I reckon it might be able to hold on here. And it won well on debut by seven lengths. But if it can repeat that performance, I reckon uh, it'll be pretty hard to roll.
1: All right, fair enough. Each Uh, way. I must admit, when I was doing the form for this race, I was probably in the camp uh, of Party Doll, and I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, Party Doll for me. I think it's been... It's not the most consistent dog, But it's raced well on this track at Warrigal. I think it could apply the pressure. And 350, it presents a little bit more value than the favourite, although probably not much more value. But I just think it seems to be the superior dog. So I'm going with the seven here, party doll. All right. What about Geelong in the meeting, which will commence at about seven o'clock Australian Eastern Standard Time? Anything to really look out for?
2: Yeah, now this is um, a really good meeting. This one started the uh, Pink Diamond Maiden Sprinters. uh, The heat's here. And race two, there's one I like here. Called Webleck Scorcher. Now, box eight is scratched, so no box out, outside, no dog outside. It will help it a lot. It's run last week, twenty five ninety four. It lost Night Shift by a couple of lengths. Now, you think it would get better with the run? Uh, Kinlock Bray dog. They like to be drawn wide on the track. Last time, it obviously had box two. Um, I just think really well drawn here. Should scout around them and uh, be too good. So that was race two, number seven. The other one I like, race three, number four. The only reason I'm tipping this dog is because the betting move, $7 into 280, big go for one of the Andrea Daly runners. Um, out of Fernando Bell, and Kanji, this dog is bred to have some speed, hopefully just gets a slice of luck early and can avoid any traffic because that's a big go. Sevens into 280 suggests it's got some sort of ability and um, – yeah, when the dailies, they're not punters. So obviously someone's seen a trial or someone knows something about the dog to get on it because, uh, yeah, not not many of the dogs usually uh, come in that much. But uh, best bet of the night at Geelong. The odds are probably a little bit skinnier than what I would have uh, hoped mm. to say right now. Race six, number eight, Grace's Spirit uh, was about a $1.80 or $1.90 earlier in the day. I did say when this dog gets up over the uh, 650s and 700s get on because it looks like it's just made to be a stayer. So has um, been like to it for been, a while,
1: hasn't it? <laughs>
2: it has. I would have rather drawn close to the fence, but I think it'll get a nice cart across from Cherokee, Fawn and carry on Liam. And, um, God help if it hits the lead early because it could be running some serious time down there in probably what is going to be a cold Geelong night.
1: Yes, uh, it will be. I would imagine, particularly at this time of year, as it always is down at Sleepy Hollow. Now they're just about set for race four at Warrigal, and I'm with Party Doll, who's now entered into favouritism. It has just eclipsed crowds, are dazzled in regards to favouritism on the market. Green lights on. Damo's money. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> Away go that go. doll.
3: Fairly even start it was, although out the back, Ellswick, Rocky, Ellswick, Shadow, and showing pace, crowds are dazzle The inside nah. going up behind it was Dolls Jacket, a second there, just shuffled nah. back there. Gone, Aston Lights coming back on a couple. There's two gone. down. Hurricane, Missing Party, Doll were checked right out of it there. They're down and out and tailed out. Rest disorganised. Doctor Bronnie Ellswick, Rocky back with those, but crowds are dazzled. Got away and won nicely. About four or five in a roughhouse race to Dolls Jacket. Aston Lights in third, or oh, about 20 lengths away, fourth there. Uh, that was between. Ellswick Rocky and Doctor Bronte, Ellswick Shadow back behind those runners Hurricane Miss and Party Doll, and the time is twenty two
2: fifty three. Well, you may Oof. as well just uh, eliminate from the memory, I think, for me anyway. Yep. Wow, wee, that was a uh, that was a really slick win twenty two and fifty three. Tracks in good order down there, and this pup looks like finally drawn a nice box. Time to show some uh, of what it's made of, and Joyce Condon produced a really good one here. Crowds a dazzle, twenty two and fifty three is absolutely scorching.
1: Yeah, and uh, pretty reasonable odds in the end, considering it was the favourite up until the last couple of minutes of the race. Four hundred and sixty top toed ahead of Doll's Jacket and Aston Lights. Uh, the other Doll Party Doll was absolutely <laughs> eliminated out of the race uh, with a yeah, bit flattened. of checking. Yeah, I think it was – there were probably two dogs in the end that were flattened mid-race down the back straight. Now, just before we head to a break, Mitchie, I want to get your thoughts – firstly, you touched on Grace's spirit as your best at Geelong. I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of the potential competitors here. It's a pretty open race. It has looked like an open race bar. Cherokee 4, and the punters have given all the competitors a chance here. Uh, I mean, jump into action even from box one as a good draw. Cell block Tango is probably considered to be one of the challengers, along with uh, carry-on Liam. And have a look at Cellblock Tango. Pretty good last time at Geelong. Uh, he's going to be pretty strong at the run home. Do you foresee any potential competitors here? Do you think is going to be the main challenger?
2: I think the main challenger here will be carry-on Liam. This yep. dog was huge. Uh, two runs back at the Meadows, thirty-four is absolutely humming. If he comes out running, he could be pretty hard to beat. And there's one that I don't mind also, Aston Vogue. I reckon this Greyhound's got a little bit of a stayer about it. Um, in good hands, Brendan Purcell. He's a fantastic trainer. This dog's got some ability. Twenty-nine sixty-nine sandown, two runs back. Run all over. Run all over the top of him, and just lost to whatever I say. Um, who's been on the staying ranks for a little while. So Aston Vogue could be one there at odds that may uh, get to the front and cause a little bit of uh, cheekiness.
1: All right, sensational. Well, what we might do on the other side of the break, we'll get your best bets for the weekend's racing for the Meadows Sandown. And would it be fair to say oh, – I might as well ask you this question. What's your favourite track, Heelsville or Dapto? What's the best one you have an affiliation with, do you think?
2: Uh, not splitting them, Damo. You're not getting me on that. It's like a, a son and daughter. You can't say yep. which one's a favourite. Yeah, and I have neither. I don't have a son or a daughter, but uh, yeah, I'm not splitting. I'm not choosing between Dapdo and Hillsville. They're both good to me.
1: I reckon you'll name your kids Hillsville and Dapdo. You're that passionate. I could about well that. do. I could <laughs> well
2: do. Don't know how the missus would go with that, but uh, yeah, we'll
1: Hillsville see how we Abaya. go. Hillsville Hillsville yeah. and Dapdo Abaya. How about that? Oh, well, at least you can say uh, they'd be memorable and unique names. Uh, Correct. Which is something exactly you don't right. Get very often these days. No. We'll take a break. Back with more on the other side. I'm thrill of the chase. David Watson, joined by Mitch. Dapdo, Healsville, Abaya. More to come on the other side.
4: Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase.
1: Welcome back. Hope you are enjoying thrill of the Chase. i tell you what, we're only, what, a week away from the long weekend. Hopefully we can open up in Victoria anyway very, very shortly and get spectators back to the track as soon as possible. Speaking of the track, the Meadows, of course, uh, one of the great stalwarts in terms of Greyhound racing as a venue over the last 20-plus years and it hosts another meeting tomorrow night. We've also got Heelsville. Speaking of stalwarts, oh, it's almost a cultural phenomenon in Greyhound racing. A Heelsville meeting on a Sunday morning and, of course, Sandy had to look forward to as well. We might as well start with the Meadows here, Mitch Abaya, and get your thoughts on the meeting tomorrow night. You have a best bet to look out for?
2: Yeah, I've got three that I like at the Meadows tomorrow night. I'll just quickly touch on a couple of the races there. Um, There's a uh, grade five heats on for the Grand Clubs Victoria. Um, So there's four, there's actually five heats on there, which is uh, races uh, nine through to 12. And then there's uh, one race earlier on in the night. But there's a couple of features. Those being uh, you've got your Mix 3-4, which is a cracking field headed off uh, headed by Javier Bale. This greyhound is one of my better bets of the night. Race 6, number 1, um, a dog that's been in form. Horsham, last time out, stepping up now to uh, back to the uh, Meadows trip. Should lead him out. A beginner on the outside who likes to step off the track. Looks like hard to beat. But um, the great 8 series special event, 15,000 to the winner, 4,000 for second and 2,000 for third the likes of Christo Bale, Instruction, Fabriola, Zadjapara, Weblek, Jet, All-In, Billy, King, Calippo, and Carry On Star. Now, Christo Bale, a greyhound that's been um, one of the best uh, pups that we've had for a long time, 214000 in prize money, goes around. I don't know how box one's going to suit him. He's stepping better than ever, though. Um, and I tell you what, if he is to lead, it is game, set, match pretty early. But that's a cracking race, race eight on the card. And then we've obviously got that race that Paula Bala mentioned to earlier, which is the Shepparton to the Meadows final, 6,500 to the winner there. And um, there's one in there that I think is a pretty smart pup, that being Handsome Rhino off box one. He said looks awfully hard to beat. Went 24.98 on resumption at Shepparton meadow's 29.75 in the past he should be absolutely blowing this field away the boy is probably the main danger as is i uh, think big harry who's got a big motor but i don't think anything can match it with handsome rhino early so race two number one and my other best of the night was draco bale race five number one uh, over the 600 meters cracking run behind sweet petite at ballarat last time out 13.66, and no speed in this race i reckon he will just roll to the front and it'll be over pretty quickly
1: all right, uh, Mitch from Mount Gambier has texted through, saying I missed the whole show so far. Sorry, boys. Wish I had time to ask all the questions I've got for Mitchy. We still got a few minutes, so if you quickly text one in, Mitch, we may as well read that out for Mitchy Bayer to answer. But uh, there's certainly a lot to look forward to at the Meadows, as you said. What about your old George Hillsville? What are you liking there this weekend?
2: Yeah, I've got three best bets at Hillsville. I probably shouldn't uh, um, throw throw too many out there because uh, right. it's going to be Keep the power bad. dry. <laughs> no no it's going to be um everyone will be trying to have multis with it, all of them but um we know that they can't always get up but three of them there race 5 number 1 race 6 number 1 and race 7 number 6 um three races on the card which you've got some very very fast animals in and I think that uh, you probably could almost go ahead and multi these three up and hopefully we'll get a collect I'm not sure what odds we're going to get on them um hopefully we we'll get evens on the first couple and he may well get a little bit bigger on the third one. But uh, all three Greyhounds are part of uh, the Super Sprint. Oh, sorry, two of them are part of the Super Sprint. And one of them is part of the three to six wins final. And they all look really well-drawn and well-placed. And I just think that uh, get a slice of luck, they all should win. All
1: right. Certainly a lot to look forward to there at Hillsville. If you want to text him, by the way, zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. Now, I want to hear your thoughts also regards to what's coming up at Sandown. And obviously you've got the Sale Sundays program as well. Sandown, of course, will be run on the Sunday this week. And we've got, fittingly enough, we've got a a couple of races congratulating the winners of the Speedstar, which is quite fitting. And I think it's great that uh, Greyhound Racing does that in terms of contribution more than anything else. I know a name after a race probably isn't all that much in the grand scheme of things, but it's a nice little touch.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. And they usually do it with the uh, sporting clubs. When COVID wasn't around and you get your sporting clubs out there, you get the, the uh, race named after you. And uh, I know a lot of sporting clubs love that. But a uh, few good dogs going around here. I'll name – I'll list two of them. These aren't ones that I'm suggesting having a bet on. I just think follow them. Both super well-bred. Barcia bell super yesy. This greyhound Mohawk Mork won the actual maiden final at Ballarat. Twenty five thirty six 36 looks like a really smart type. And then we get two – Race uh, five, number eight, and that being Night Shifter, this dog's got a motor, 25.81 at Geelong, out of the Star Striker Light and Black Magic Opal, owned by George Ferugia, and this dog looks like it's an absolute weapon, but two best bets there. Race seven, number two, Mighty Marvin, really well-drawn, resuming. Kayla Cottrell is training. Uh, She's been in some stellar form, and the other one, race eight, number four, Grassland Bar, one of my favourites. Massive run last time out behind Sweet Petite, no speed on the inside or outside, and hopefully can get a position early and be too good.
1: Absolutely. And we look forward to that sandown meeting on Sunday. We've got a couple of heats, of course, for the GRV Vic Bread Series as well. Some quality dogs to go around. Well, that pretty much wraps us up, Mitch Abaya. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, just in regards to the weekend, aside from Greyhound Racing, given we are in lockdown, how are you going to spend your time? Are you going to watch any of the gallops or the footy or something like
2: that? Yeah, I might do a little bit of, uh, bit of that. I've obviously spent a little bit of time with the missus, play a bit of Xbox and, um, yeah, tune in <laughs> to... Is that mutually to...
1: exclusive, spending time with the missus and playing Xbox?
2: <laughs> no, she uh, she doesn't like it when I play too much Xbox. If I don't play a lot, I just play enough here just to uh, keep my my player ticking along. But, no, spend a bit of time with the missus. The weather doesn't look too crash hot, so I uh, might watch a little bit of the tally, a bit of sport. Um, as I said, we can't really go out and do too much, but we'll find some things to do. And, yeah, obviously keeping on with the uh, the greyhounds as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, we'll stay 10 kilometres within the household that we're in. Thanks very much again for your time, Mitch. Have a good weekend.
2: Anytime, mate. Uh, you too. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll speak to you around. Absolutely. We'll obviously
1: have... Tim Cotter on the line with us for Friday Night Trackside at about half an hour's time. But stay tuned on SEN Track for Betfair Edge with Miles Fitzner doing some of his great work. And this time, I don't think he's gone to the dentist during the day, so he'll have a clear run in terms of the voice, which is what we like to hear. He's joined, of course, by Tom Haylock from Betfair, giving you up-to-date market Uh, I guess effectively market updates for the weekend ahead in terms of not only racing but various sporting codes as well. So stay tuned for that on the other side of this break. I'll be back in about half an hour's time with Tim O'Connor from Hardest Racing Victoria as we take you through a big night of racing across various codes from 6.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. Join us then.
3: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it.